Hey friends, John Wesley here. Welcome to the Sense of Shelf podcast. I thank you and appreciate you for joining me. On this episode, I finally got to hang out with Willie from the Thing About Us podcast, and we talked about the Sandman. Now, as you listen, the conversation sounds really sort of like, I don't know, hesitant, or disjointed a little. Willie did his homework before this recording, and I was not as prepared. So I, I didn't have answers right away to some of the things he was asking. But you can hear we fell into a nice rhythm talking. And it was a good time. I hope you all enjoyed as much as I did. That's right, friends. You heard the music. It's time for book news. Just got two quick items for this one. The first one, Angela Flournoy, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that last name, has sold her new book, The Wounded Wilderness, to Mariner's Books, which is part of HarperCollins. And it's part of a two-book rights deal. And the the Wounded Wilderness novel follows four black women over the course of 20 years of friendship, examining how gender expectations, race, class, and the shifting dynamics of city life affect them. And the second book in that deal will be the memoir, When Will I See You Again?, which is about some personal traumas that the author went through. If that name sounds familiar to you, Angela Flournoy, she wrote The Turner House, which you may remember seeing a few years back. And that book won and was nominated for and shortlisted for more awards than I can even list right now. Um, So that's my first bit of news for this one. The second item is St. Martin's Press acquired a currently untitled memoir by former German Chancellor Angela Merkel. So I'm sure that will be interesting, considering... um, her recent job and when she was in that seat. And that book is set to be released in Germany, the U.S., and the U.K. in the fall of 2024. And it's said that this book will offer exclusive personal insight into the political life and work of the former German chancellor. So if nonfiction current events is your thing, definitely keep an eye out for that. And that's it for the book news. I wanted to keep it nice and short so we can get right into this episode. I was really looking forward to this one. I hope you all enjoy it. Thanks. Hi, friends. John Wesley here. Thank you for joining me on the Sense of Shelf podcast. I got a special guest with me today to talk about The Sandman, both the graphic novels, and maybe a little bit about the series while we're at it because it is a fantastic series. And I probably already mentioned this person in the intro because I'm excited to finally speak with him. May I introduce you all to Mr. Willie Porter from the Thing About Us podcast. Willie, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about yourself? Hey, kings and queens, this is Willie. Uh, I'm a doc worker, podcaster, do some cooking on the side, and uh, just trying to just trying to be the best person I can, man. That's all we can do. Yeah. Now, at the end of this, you will obviously promote and plug whatever you want, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love your show. I love hearing you and your wife talk. Do you want to mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about it and how it came about? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I do the show with my wife, Biana, and, uh, you know, I have, I've been wanting to do a podcast for, for quite some time. And when the opportunity came, I was like, Hey babe, what, what do you feel about, you know, doing a podcast about relationships? And she's like, let's do it. So, you know, we, we, we do it. Uh, a lot of the content is everyday relationship, no marriage content. A lot of it is stuff that we've already talked about, went through all this stuff that, that comes up, you know, in marriages because marriage is a roller coaster. <laughs> it's it's a roller coaster so uh but that that's pretty much you know the the base of the show you know i don't know if you have you got to hear any of my solo episodes that i've started i heard the i think the first one you did okay yeah uh, the you first told, one you told a couple stories um, yeah the, the work stories yeah right and uh see when i listen to my podcast it's usually while I'm driving to and from work or at work. When I'm at mm-hmm. home, I don't listen to them too much. And mm-hmm. I've been home this entire week, so I haven't mm-hmm. had the chance to listen to too much. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. But be sure it is on the list for me to check out. <laughs> um, I do th- I do thoroughly love your show. Um, the two of you going back and forth. It's it's entertaining, it's insightful, and uh, it's, it's just good to hear you like open communication between a right. married couple like that. Right, yeah. Oh, I, and I definitely love your show. Like, I I don't want about like two, two, three books since I've been listening <laughs> to your show. I don't want about okay. the 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 first two Lord of Ring books. Nice. Uh, then I got the uh, the sand from the um the movie uh old the graph my okay. first graphic. Oh my yeah, first, yeah, yeah. My first graphic novel. So I yep, like, I remember man. you sent me a picture of that. I don't know how much money John think I make, but I can't afford <laughs> to keep up <laughs> with all these books. But no, I I love it, man. I, I dig it, you know, and that was something I really got into during the pandemic. Oh yeah. But I would but I would like I'm like you. I I do more of it at work. You know, the podcasting and stuff like that. Listen to podcasts yeah. and when I go, you know, walking and I really got into um books during the podcast as well as listening to podcasts so that it, it really it, it was it, it was it was a dope journey for me nice it really was a dope well, everyone, journey. everyone needed something to get through the that awful time we've been going through i read i, I was doing the same thing i read harry potter twice the whole the whole thing the audio book oh, i do okay i, I do audio books because i can work and still listen yeah both uh, yeah all of them twice. Nice. That's a lot. That's a lot of Harry Potter. That is. That is. <laughs> they get Potter. bigger and bigger as the series goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. I have though. a close friend. Um, actually, the the young man on my show, Ben Hunt, he has his own podcast, the Enlightened Podcast. Um, uh-huh. Him and I spoke about the Lord of the Rings, and he does the same thing. He does audiobooks a lot too. I mean, his, his his physical book collection is out of control, but he does the audiobooks too. So he understands my pain with all the singing that they do in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's... Um, I'm trying to think if we <laughs> if we mention the singing because I person I enjoy reading the songs. A lot of the songs are really good, and they oh, show so a lot of history. So they're actually physically in the book. 
Yeah, the yeah, they're written are? out. They're written out in the <sighs> books, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, about the third song, I'm like, dude, is this a musical or is this Lord of Rings? <laughs> what are we going to Mordor, man? <laughs> you gotta you gotta sing your way there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, really. So what 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 made you start the podcast? So actually the same person, Ben, uh, him and I used to work together. We worked mm-hmm. together at a bookstore and we mm-hmm. were always we were always talking about the same things. We were both nerds in the same way. We liked the same books, we liked history, mm-hmm. we liked Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, James Bond, anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Um so so his idea was to create something that could be like a world for our nerddom, like any and all subjects. Mm-hmm. I'm not as decisive as he is. So he kind of like, I was, I was still on the pot. He did the business and got off and started it and right. I wasn't ready yet. Um, so I was listening to his and then I was just driving around work one day and I had the idea pop into my head where I like to read so much, just try to talk to people about what they like to read. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, that sort of got the ball rolling and, now here I am. I think I've got twenty five episodes out. Yeah, um, yeah. Talking to people and just I usually pick like a different subject and try to keep going with it. Like mm-hmm. I did a whole bunch of stuff on the authors and what they experienced in wars. And now I'm doing the band books, trying to bring light to those. Mm-hmm. Which I love. I appreciate that. I love it. But I, I just got done before I left work. I listened to the the um, the hate you give. Okay. Loved it. Yeah, that I was shocked at how much I loved that book. Mm-hmm. Cuz I usually don't I usually don't go for the young adult books, but that book that was a beautiful story. It was mm-hmm. well written. It was such an important story especially in today's world and society. Mm-hmm. Let's get off the the serious stuff with the hate you give. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. As, be- yeah, as I'm beautiful sorry. a book as it is. I apologize. No, 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 that's that's quite all right. I'm 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 so excited because I get to see you and get to talk to you and you know I'm it, it, I'm, in, I'm happy too. <laughs> but let's get into it. Let's talk about the Sandman. Let's do now, it. Now, by now, everyone's familiar with it. It's been on TV. For, it's been on Netflix for a little while. It's the graphic novels written by Neil Gaiman, who, if you haven't read some of his other works, he's one of the most masterful storytellers in the history of writing. I've read a few of his books and they're all incredible. It, it was the inspiration for the show. There's who knows, I don't even know the amount of graphic novels there are at this point, but we will talk about the first three and why don't we get started? Uh, well, first, when did you get into the graphic novels? Did you, were you, did you read them for the show or did you kind of read them before that or listen to them? Which still counts as reading, in my opinion. It was like a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. It was a year and a half ago because uh, the second book on audio of Audible just came out like early this year. And what's crazy oh, was, right. I, what was crazy was, I actually had the first one in my library, but I never listened to it or read it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna check this out. And it started, and I was like, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. it is uh, his. The way he can tell a story, it is very impressive. It is. So you said you listened on to the first one on Audible about a year and a half ago, and mm-hmm. the second one just came out this year. Yeah. Now those those are like acted out, right? Is there, are there different voices for each character, or is oh. it just someone reading? No, it's it's a whole ensemble. Now Neil he narrates 
each you know oh, okay. scene, but it's a full ensemble. Yeah, it's 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 dope. Nice. It was kind of cool so, because like w- when I watched the series, it was just like me listening to the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the the series is out of control. It's incredible. Yeah. Now in the f- so the first book. Now, unfortunately, that's the only one I don't have in front of me with what we're going to be mm. talking about. It kind of mm-hmm. goes through his whole story with his imprisonment and mm. how he gets out and retrieving all his items, his ruby, mm-hmm. his sand, and his helm. Now, did you have, were there any parts of that? Did you have a story that stands out to you in the first volume? I think it's all of those. And then it ends with the sound of her wings, that little story with his sister, Death. You know, I was... Little, I was a little torn with Magus and Alex's relationship on that okay. because you know he he was trying his best to get back. Well, what, what was what was the uh, Randall? He was trying to get back Randall. Wasn't that his son that they died? It was Randall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He died. And he was killed in the in a in the war. I think in the, in the war. Yeah. So he like basically just no just ignored Alex. You know. Right. And I just thought that was kind of sad because even when Alex did uh, did do something that Magus wanted, he was disappointed. <laughs> it was like you didn't right, you didn't exactly, even do it yeah. right. You didn't even do it right. And it was like, dude, he, yep. I mean, what, what do you want to do? You know, he's, he's he was a, he's a kid. You know, but it, mm-hmm. that I, I thought that was I thought that was very interesting. Uh, I also what I thought was interesting was how Magus' obsession switched from his son to wealth, youth, and immortality. Like, he went from grief to greed. Quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah, no, <laughs> once once the Corinthian had came to see him, it, like, really switched everything for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought that was, uh, that was odd, you know, because he was, everything he was doing was for Randall. So, but but now he 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 wanted more. He he got greedy, right? He got greedy. So in in the in the book, or yeah, in the book, was there any talk about Paul? Do you was remember who Paul? Paul? Do you remember who Paul is? Paul, um, off the top of my head, unfortunately, no. Okay, Paul was Alex's lover. Oh, right, right. Yeah, he is. In, yeah, there is a couple. Um. He's like the, he he works the estate or something I think. Yeah, he yeah, he like work yeah. Yeah, he works the grounds. Yeah. Yes. So there was yeah. quite a bit mentions of him. Yeah, there he was definitely he was definitely featured in the book, yes. Okay. Cuz I I I felt like I felt like he was the MVP for that book. Because okay. without because without well in the series Did you see what he did in the series? Yes. So I was like, oh man, he's yeah, he he's he's the MVP, but in the book, he doesn't really have that much involvement with right. the um with with the with um Kaku. But Kaku's uh, you know, it uh escape. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was I thought that was kind of neat. That had yeah, a kind I like of, how I like how it was switched up a little. And honestly, that's one of my biggest, um, the biggest things I appreciate about the show is they've made changes in subtle ways 
to make it that much better, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily change it or take away from the original like the um the source material. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That was one one big thing that I noticed that I felt like Netflix did really well was they really uh I like that they added so many women to so many key parts. You know, I I I I really I really like that. And of course, you know a lot of them was uh women of color as well. Yes. So I I really appreciated that. I I thought that was kudos to right, to Netflix. Um, she's in obviously she's in the second half of the series, but um, mm-hmm. the young girl who plays Rose Walker, she was yes. incredible. Yes. Um, but the the girl who plays Death, I will I will get her name correct. Kirby Howell Baptiste, I think. Yes. Yes. She was phenomenal. And I loved that they had her in that character because that book actually is probably my favorite in volume one, the sound of mm-hmm. her wings. Yeah. It's such a, a human story. And I, I, that was, that's a standout for me in the first volume. I no. loved um, 24 hours or 24 seven, whatever it is, 24 hours, the one in the diner. I think that mm-hmm. was just brutal and harsh and kind of shocking to really read. Um, to experience that for the first time in a graphic novel, that was, that was yeah. jarring. Um, yeah. And for that reason, I really appreciate it. But the sound of her wings is by far my favorite part of the first volume. It was, I want to say that along with 24 hour, but the, uh, um, the serial convention. Now I, I like the book yes. version better. I like the book version better. But I I was excited to see that. Right, it was definitely well done. That was that was volume that was in volume two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me but, ask you did 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 you notice the how did you notice the time difference compared to the book in the series? Well, I yeah, it's it's kind of a little more updated, like there's no, no, cell no. phones and stuff. Well, I'm talking about as far as say okay, so in the audio book, you know, in the in the book. I keep saying audiobook. In the book, a hundred years had had passed. But if you look at like Ethel, she was like ninety something years old in the series. But in the book, okay, I mean no, no. In in the book, she was ninety. But in the series, she was like what sixty. Okay, yep, yep. You see, what I'm saying like the time yeah. that the the whole time. I thought that I thought that was kind of odd, and I don't want to jump too far but the um guy in the bar it's actually um her wings you remember when death and kaku go to the tavern and they overhear the guys talking about yes um, yes yes not dying yeah yeah well he didn't show up that second year because he was in prison in the series he shows up the second I think the third, and then it was like that fourth year, he didn't show up. So right. that was like yeah, little, that was like in the eighties. Yeah, so that was like little time time frames that I was like, hold up, this is you know. Mm. But I mean, it's a story, you know what I'm saying? So you they you can do what you want to do. But I just noticed it, you know that that was something that really stuck out to me was how how, yeah, how the time thing. There, I think there was a few different instances of that. Um, if I remember correctly. The now this is volume two, the whole doll's house storyline with the walkers. Okay. I believe Rose 
Now, I believe the woman in England in the books is Rose's grandmother. And then in the, in the series, Unity's her great-grandmother. Yeah. So yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of subtle subtle things they did with the time different the times. I love the 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 first volume's kind of clunky to me. It's it is good, but they're really finding their footing. They have mm -hmm. they have DC characters kind of shoehorned in there for no reason, other yeah. than the fact that it's a DC property. So, but but I think with the second volume, it definitely hit its stride with with the doll's house and the the man at the bar every year. So let me ask you, do do you do you feel like the Arkham Asylum was was a little crucial to um John's story? Not necessarily. I think it could have been any asylum. I think it worked for the show that it was just any asylum. Okay. I, I think I think he had Arkham so he could also have Scarecrow from Batman in there. Right, right. And just have the Arkham name. I don't think it was really important to it. Mm -hmm. Do you disagree? I'm going to disagree because when I first watched the series, I automatically thought about you and who who was it that you had when y'all was talking about the um the two towers? I can't remember. It was the couple. I cannot remember their name. Oh, I'm yes. So that sorry. was um that was my friend Ben of the Enlightened Podcast. Okay, Ben. Yeah. And Y'all was talking about how um, disappointed you was about certain things they didn't put in and take out. And I was like, this is exactly what they was talking about. Because I was so excited <laughs> for this. I was like, I'm going to get to see Arkham. I'm going to see this. I'm going to see that. And I was just like, wait a minute. This is, you know, this is not how the book goes, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is not how you told it. But it, it was it, I automatically thought about you. I was like, dude, I can't wait to tell John about this because I am <laughs> so I was I was so disappointed, but at the same time, I was excited. But yeah, yeah, Arkham, Arkham, I felt I, I wanted to see it. I did. I wanted to see the visual of it. I really did. I no, did. I, that's like my my friend Jay at the <laughs> Okie Bookcast always says. That's the great thing about reading in this type of media. You can yeah. appreciate and like certain things, or you can not appreciate and like them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and honestly, the the Arkham part, I didn't have as much of an issue with. It's just the name of a building. I don't think the right. name of the building was important, but it was the the Martian Manhunter in Volume One, where he go mm -hmm. where Sandman Morpheus goes to the Justice League of America to try and find his stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. I was like, "There's no need for this. You can have a story without these characters." I I guess because it, it it said a, it set a different tempo to me, like because the book was it, the book is definitely a, a lot darker. The series could have been a whole lot darker than what it was, you know, from, sure. from what we from what we read. So I was like, I felt like the series wasn't as dark as it could have been compared to the book. Oh, I agree, and, and there, I, that's why. One there was one really bright part that I liked, and it had to do with John D. When he, now where you've where you've read the books, you know mm -hmm. what happens when the woman gets him to his destination, the woman in the car. I'm not yeah. going to spoil anything in case no one's listened, but right. you know what happens in the yeah. book. Yeah. And then it was it was just slightly changed for the show, and I like I was preparing myself for what would happen, and then mm -hmm. what they did in the show happened, and I was like. 
that is the opposite of what happened, but I'm okay, but I liked it. I really liked that change. How yeah. it wasn't it wasn't just dark the entire time like that whole stretch of the book is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually liked that that scene. The um between John and uh Rosemary. I like that scene. Yes. The, the the last, you know, when he's talking about uh people lie because they're selfish. And Rosemary's like, they lie because they're scared. Right. And I was like, that's I like that. Yeah, that yeah. that that was that that was a good uh, interaction between those two. It really yeah, that was. whole in the in the book and in the show was really well done, and the yeah. actor playing John D was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, jo- I, I can't, I'm gonna I mess can't, up his I can't name. His John name Thulis. Yeah, I want to yeah. say it was John Thulis. For those who, in case I'm getting the name wrong, he played David Thulis. He mm-hmm. played. Um, Professor Lupin in the Harry Potter movies. It's the other thing too, the way you mentioned, you know, how one of them says people uh, people lie just because they're human, or mm-hmm. Rosemary says they lie because they're scared. The big thing, the big overarching thing in all of these volumes is really just being human and Morpheus trying to almost becoming human. Yes. Th- throughout the whole thing, Morpheus is almost mm-hmm. sort of becoming human and learning what it is to be human. Yeah. I was going to say that, uh, you know, you always see, uh, how you heard, like, how they say, like, gods are more, they, they, um, they're jealous of humans, you know, because they live and then they die and it's over. Well, when you die, you just keep going, nothing really changes, you know. And I think that's kind of what, how he was feeling, uh, towards, well, I guess, Towards the middle of the story, he kind of start it kind of start kicking in for him, you know. Right. Uh, I was gonna say uh, one thing that I definitely love is them switching um, Lucin to Lucy Ann. Yes, I thought that was yes. way better because I felt like by being a female, it was like more. Um, just like a male, a male or female relationship. It was the balance. She was a more of a balance for him. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I, I definitely like that, and uh, I and think she, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. she. They increased her role too in the, oh, yeah. the show. Oh yes, because yeah. you see, you see Lucian once or twice in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely appreciated that. So, uh, but I mean, I, I just thought that that was just a good balance for him. And I think that really helped him really start realizing the things he was doing. Right. You know, cause he, oh, yeah, he she, was, yeah, she definitely helped big time. Yeah. Cause he was, he, he was, he was an a-ho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. He was, yeah. He was, he, he was, he was, he, he was, he was an a-ho, but, yeah, uh, oh, for sure. But I, I think, yeah, he, he definitely started realizing that. Definitely. I think I think the imprisonment sort of almost helped him because he was just sitting in that ball and he was seeing, you know, human life for that long up close. Mm-hmm. And then to to be free and almost not want to go back to what he was before to kind of experience humanity a little more. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and uh, it again, Neil Gaiman is one of the best story story writers, I, <laughs> storytellers I, ever. <laughs> I think Alex almost would have. I think he probably would he would have kind of got that way faster if it wasn't for Alex. Because I kind of I think he kind of felt like Alex was going to kind of like you know help him, so he was kind of getting that hope. Mm. Yeah, that's funny hope. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's gonna come back around, but uh, no, that hope about humanity being, you know, being who they were, and then Alice kind of jacked that up, and he's like, "Nah, everybody gotta go. Everybody right. gotta go. <laughs> They're all terrible." <laughs> yeah. What? Well, what, what do you think about Ethel's Ethel um crypt about how she kind of, you know, did the things that she did, you know. Taking the helm, taking the sand. Oh, like I said, I don't have the first one in front of me. No, oh, I'm starting. That's, I'm that's like, right. did I even read this book? I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> John's mother. Oh, yeah. So, she, yeah, John's mom. Right. John's mother. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? John D's mom. Um, yeah. I think she, she, you know, she ended up getting what she had coming to her in the end. She obviously, it, obviously, she shouldn't have done what, what she did. Yeah, and again, it, it all plays into the story as a whole with helping Morpheus along in his journey, mm-hmm. um, seeing seeing the different sides of everyone, like the people who try to help him, as opposed to the people who stole and lied and did all these things to, you know, almost help with his demise, help with his imprisonment. Mm-hmm. They actually extended her role in the series. Yeah. She yeah, she was been, uh, she was involved in the show quite a bit. Yeah, her and uh Corinthian. So well yeah, I I, I, I definitely like that. Corinthian is a character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is he, an unforgettable character. What I didn't under what I didn't understand is, you know, you had divine and uh desire, all these D's and no but everybody knew that he was captured. Right. But no one, you know, decided or thought about anything except for the um the one crow i can't remember what the one james james jaslin or something like that or jameson the, it's oh the yeah one that, the first crow was jasmine i think or yeah, jesseline yeah. something along those lines it began with a j that's what it was jasmine yeah uh what what was was constantine in the first book yes he helped him finding um finding the sand i believe Yes. So let me ask you about that. How how'd you feel about John versus Joanne? Uh I liked it. I like I said, I liked the changes that were made. Uh the, the you know, the subtle ones or the more obvious ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm one hundred percent okay with those. Especially with with the with her in the bar in the uh in the series mm-hmm. but um you know i liked i liked constantine in the book seeing that the grief in that part of the story that he's involved in mm-hmm. where they find the um sand mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, I mean i like i like both i you know i was i was i was a little torn i was a little torn with that I, I I liked it the John Constantine 
more than the Joanne. Okay. But I think I, I think it was just the, the, the story. The way that they did the story. I, I like the, the, the John Constantine dialogue more than the, the Joanne. But like you said, yeah. I mean it it could have it could have really went into either way. Was Kane and Abel? Do you remember? Kane and Abel, Abel I thought were delightful. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's just very funny that you have these two people living together and one of them literally keeps killing the other one and burying them. And the one that keeps getting killed and buried is just like, Oh, that's just what brothers do. And good yeah. keeps going about their business. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't be surprised they do a spinoff of that. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either, especially with Gregory. <laughs> as long as, as long as they can go back in time a little with the gargoyle. Gregory or Garvin? A Gervin. Gregory, the first one. I was very sad about that. <laughs> yeah. I was really confused about that, too. You know, because in the book, he went for the commission letter, not mm-hmm. for Gregory. Right. So I was like, well, well why they switch that up? Because I actually had liked <laughs> it, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like the Cain Abel. And I'm going to tell you, when you get to, whenever you get the other volume, it really is good with Cain okay. and Abel. It's really good. Well, this, yeah. um, I'm thinking, well, my Monday's a holiday, so probably Tuesday I'll be making a library stop to get hope maybe four and five, but definitely at least four. Unity Kincaid. I like the changes that they made, um, you know, trying to bring some diversity into the story. Mm-hmm. The, the graphic novels are very white. Um <laughs> And I think it's interesting because she is sort of mentioned in the first volume um, at the beginning of the story when everyone's got the sleepy sickness or whatever it's called. They mention a woman who falls asleep and has a baby and stays asleep. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that's who Unity is. Uh, But I I like the whole, I really like the whole Doll's House series in the book and the show. That whole story arc is very good with with her and with, with Rose, who's her granddaughter in the book but great granddaughter in the show i like the dollhouse book version better compared really? to the series yeah i mean the I, I like the whole i like unity her whole thing but it, it was it was the other the other characters okay. uh it was the other the the, the spider sisters ken and barbie <laughs> it was like I can I I would have rather it had been Rose and Gilbert to be honest I would have been happy with Rose and Gilbert with okay. that with, with that journey I would have been I would have liked that because I felt like Gilbert Gilbert had a little bit more backstory that it, I think would have been worth us hearing about and seeing you know Cause he's he, yeah, he was, seeing his journeys. Yeah, cause he he was a place. He wasn't right. You know, he he was a whole place. You know, right. so that 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 would have been dope to see. But I, I again an, another another part in another well character in the show. Stephen Fry did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor yeah. that played Gilbert. Yeah. I, um, so I I enjoyed I enjoyed the Doll's House in the book. Mm-hmm. But I really love the the extra they put into Rose in the show, mm-hmm. where she's like, she doesn't just 
it doesn't just happen and she goes about on her way. She yeah. is like, she's like, look, I know I can do this. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you better be yeah. careful. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it, you know, in, in the book, it jumped from her going to England to Florida. And she's like, why, why she's in Florida? Oh, she's getting mm-hmm. a brother. So like, there was no conversation. There wasn't a, a lot of dialogue about that. Right. You know, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, she's all of a sudden she goes from visiting the grandmother to, meanwhile, in Saint Petersburg. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> I'm like when did this happen? <laughs> right, right. So it it, it was um, yeah. I, I I'm a little conflicted, but I I really would have rather had seen more of Unity Kincaid. I would have more. I I was if they was gonna do the dollhouse, I would I would have had like Unity Kincaid, Rose and Gilbert. If they're going to add her mom or if it's going to be, I can't remember what the woman's name that ended up adopting her or looking out because her mom died, you know, in the series mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, they, they kind of switched it over. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a drug addict or something like that. Oh, she just died. I think she just died. But I would have rather had to sing Unity, Unity Kincaid, Rose, and Gilbert in the dollhouse. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Um, yeah. I, I think Gilbert, um, Fiddler's Green, whatever we want to call him, I think he, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be interesting to see what what he had gone and seen and done while he was human. Mm-hmm. I think seeing more of that would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. And the I other characters, remember. I agree. Yeah, I and I can't remember dick. who. I can't. Who was that in the basement with? Um, with her brother. So those were in the book. There were different nightmares that yeah that okay. had gotten she, out. Um, so it was two nightmares in the book, but then it was Galt or something. It, it sounded like he was saying gold, mm-hmm. uh, but it was that it was that one nightmare. And her the change in her story was beautiful as well. Yes, that's actually thought- one of the volumes I have in front of me. <laughs> I thought I had um I I honestly thought I had um written down his name, the brother. I don't know why I have down Mad Hattie. <laughs> I guess oh I did because I wrote it down because in the in 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 the actual audio book she's not in there. She's only Mad in Hattie? the graphic yeah she's only in the graphic novels and the series. Oh okay. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't in the audio. The audio books. That's why I've written her name now. Because I was like, "Who? Who is this?" But yeah, mm-hmm. her brother's name's Jed in the book. Jed, that's what it is. Okay, Jed. Okay, yeah. That. And you know what? Yeah, Even no. Matt, what's up? Well, I was gonna say in the book, it's um, it's two different nightmares that escaped from the dreamland that are like almost holding him like they're in the basement with him. Mm. And then in the, in the show, it's just that one woman. And now I can't find her name either. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was something strange. It was like gold or gold. Yeah. Yeah. She was a, uh, she was a nightmare. Yep. Most definitely. But the way even that change um, in her character and and what she wanted and how her 
how her character ended up was was done very well. I really appreciated that. What you feel about Jed being being the Sandman versus the I can't remember the guy's name that was playing the Sandman, dressing up as Sandman. I appreciated that because it's done in the book too, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's I, I I think it was done really well, and um, I think it was important and also good to see sort of the 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 difference between the two, mm-hmm. with you know who the Sandman really is versus who this this child pictures him to be. Mm-hmm. You you actually gave me a different perspective on that now. Now that you said that. That that's how Jed was. That's how he thought of the Sandman. So I I didn't I didn't really put that I didn't think about it like that. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean I like it even better. But I'm just saying I didn't I didn't <laughs> put it in that perspective. <laughs> I didn't put it in that perspective. You know. <laughs> I thought Neil was just writing stuff just to be writing stuff. <laughs> Trying to fill up space in the book. <laughs> I got a deadline to meet. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I got to put but, one of these uh, out a month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got anything else with the dollhouse? I don't think so. I, the The story right in the middle that we touched on with the the man that he sees every year. They go yeah. into the pub in like the, what, the 13 or 1400s. Yeah, and they hear yeah. the man saying, "I'm not gonna die. You guys are fools if you're gonna die." Mm-hmm. And then, and then Morpheus makes the deal with him to to meet at the same place every year, and yeah. they do it, and they do it. And then the year he's imprisoned, he misses it, yeah. and um, also the year before that, they had had the argument, where yes. well, it wasn't even really an argument. It was Morpheus being all sorts of pretentious and high and mighty, where the man said, "You come back here because you're lonely. You need a friend." and Morpheus yeah. is like, "How dare you!" Right. <laughs> and then in the end, he's like, "Hi, friend." Yeah. So it, yeah. Again, his his journey to becoming human and being more human. Now, because you know, I, I keep I keep saying Kaku. Wouldn't it have been? Would you think it'd be interesting to see his 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 evolution? Sandman. Well, yeah, Kaku, and then Sam. Yeah, because oh, okay, you know he yeah. took he, he took different forms. You know, right? Nada. Yeah, Nada. But, um, I don't remember where in the book she shows up. But they left they they left that out in the series because the only time well, you no, see not the only time you see yeah, Nada, you see her real quick. You see her in hell, and they had the conversation. That's yeah. when he turns to in Kaku. The window. Yeah, yeah. They left that out. Right. That was one that I definitely wanted to see too. But yeah, I I wonder if um I wonder if further on more is mentioned about that. I don't know. Yeah. Because we learn more, like as we, as you read, you learn more and more. Like like I mentioned before, what I was pronouncing as a Calliope or Calliope, um, <laughs> the Calliope story. <laughs> yeah, uh, we find we find out about her, and that's you know I think I think as as the story goes, we mm-hmm. peel back more and more layers to find out about Morpheus's past. Oh yeah, and all the different versions of what and who he was. Yeah, and you know what? I think it was like my second go around when I finally caught that about Calliope, because I thought she was referring to someone else, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." Morpheus gets around, so <laughs> Morpheus gets okay. 
I got you, Morpheus. So, um, so yeah, we go through we go through the doll's house storyline, mm-hmm. and it's mostly you know Unity and Rose and their whole arc, mm-hmm. and then we have the end with Rose. I'm flipping through now, and uh, it ends it ends sort of the same way that the series did. Okay. With her, you know, living wherever she's living, mm-hmm. with her, you know, her her found family, mm-hmm. and then and then there's the conversation with Desire, and just like in the show, Desire is drawn sort of. So <laughs> Neil Gaiman was ahead of his time with having Desire in the book the way that they are. Mm-hmm. They, you know, now we would call that character, you know, non-binary. They mm-hmm. used some more crude terms back then, but still, I mean, all the flowers to Neil Gaiman for featuring that sort of character in the late 80s in his work. And um, and the, the, that volume ends the same way. And that was the end of volume two in the series, really. Really? Well, there was one bonus episode mm-hmm. um, that they just came out with. But um, so <laughs> I, I have a couple notes jotted down in the... Uh, in volume two in the copy I have mm-hmm. where we meet the new, the new Raven. We meet Matthew mm-hmm. and it's, it's toward the end of the book. They write out the noise of a Raven. So you like, that's how you read. You're supposed to read it as what a Raven would like the squawk a Raven makes. And it was written so perfectly. And I was just like, wow, they nailed it. <laughs> wow. They wrote it's W R O A A R R K K. I was like, don't know if anyone could have done it any better than that. Right, right. And I, I love, I, I like the Matthew character being more prominent, sort of the comic relief in the show. Yeah, I do have. A, I, I had a random question that I, I meant to ask you while we was talking about John Burgess. So think about this: John Burgess going to the hotel with the collectors and the Corinthians. How do you think that would have played out? Assuming he still had the ruby, that would have been nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Between between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, given, given Corinthians hobby, you yeah. could say. And then, uh, it, like it would be it would be the diner from 24 hours on just a yes. bigger, yeah. on a larger scope and that would be terrifying. Yeah. You, you met, yeah. Yeah, all the all the all the collectors doing some collecting stuff in the hotel. Yeah, yeah, that would have <laughs> that. that oof. I, I shuddered to think of what could have happened with that. Yeah, because because the ruby sort of it just like released everyone's inhibitions and like you had to act on whatever you thought. Yeah, with the ruby and yeah. given the population of that motel at the time. That would have been horrendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that randomly just popped in my head. It's like if John was there, or even if he had the other the um the the eye, the protection. Yeah, the um, jewel. Thing. I mean, even yeah, even with that, he could have caused some damage. Oh yeah, because <laughs> even you no know, with the Corinthian, he. The Corinthian probably would have been no match for him. No, I yeah, mean, we've seen true. how we've seen how how um, quick Ethel 
took them out. All right. So, I mean, that, that, yeah. But then I had another, um, just a thought. So, you know, you got desire and you got dreams. So, what, what, what are your desires? What are my desires? Um, it's, well, I'm not, no, no, I'm just saying, what are your, <laughs> what, what are your desires? Because, you know, most people who have desires, they dream of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of go hand in hand. Yes, yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool of him, how he added all those, you no know, desires and dreams and, um. Despair. Despair. Destiny. And they all, and they all kind of go, you know, hand to hand with each other right. to, to, to some degree, you know, and I, and I thought mm-hmm. that was very clever of him, how he, mm-hmm. how he uh, orchestrated that. And I like this scene, this is going back to volume one, where they're in hell and he's talking to Lucifer and he sort of mentions how, you know, how important dreams are and how, how they touch on everything. Because mm-hmm. she, she, you know, she thinks that dream isn't important down where she is or he Mm -hmm. depending on what you're reading but again even in the book even in the book lucifer was drawn and written as very gender fluid Mm -hmm. the first time you see lucifer it looks like david bowie and i thought i thought that the first time i read it and then i found out that was on purpose yeah um yeah but and then having the actress she nailed it in the show she she chewed up every scene she was phenomenal but she you know she she thinks that dreams aren't important down where she is and he's like what like they're very important what what are these what are the people down what power do you have over the people here if right. they're not dreaming of getting out of here it's funny you say that cuz i was going i had this down as another question do you think do you think people in hell and in heaven do you think they dream i would say so yeah I, b- I believe in both, and I would I would think so. I would think that there's some level of it, uh, okay, in wh- whatever whatever form it is. Right, uh, right. I, I I believe it would happen. Okay. Especially okay. especially like I said with with how he explains it to Lucifer, like Lucifer has no power down there if they're not dreaming of getting out. Yeah, yeah. Because if they if they're okay with being down there, she has no power. True. Did you did did you like the series better with dream and lucifer playing the um the gang or did you like it better with him and the demon playing for the um the hound i enjoyed i enjoyed the the game in the book mm-hmm. and it like it was it was sort of a to use a overly used phrase that doesn't really make sense for this story it was a breath of fresh air like it was colorful mm-hmm. it was humorous it was it was just different from what we had been experienced so been experiencing so far in the book, mm-hmm. but I think the stakes were much better with playing Lucifer in the show, and again it showcased that actress. I I was staggered at her performance in the show. I think she was incredible. I loved seeing her on screen. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the stakes were the stakes was definitely higher. I just I, I got a different tone of Lucifer in the book though. Cause he was a little bit was a little he, he wasn't as 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 aggressive. I felt. Oh, for sure. Book. Yeah, very sort of blasé about the whole circumstance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very very blasé. Which, like I said, I feel once you start reading a little bit more, the the more you're going to really kind of see it kind of full circle, and it it, it made sense in the in the in the book. But uh, I no, think- I. Ex- I think with having the actress 
playing Lucifer, having her do the game. Mm-hmm. I think if it was a demon, you would have been looking at CGI and you wouldn't have been able to get the full emotional toll of the game mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the thought process and just the, the battle of wits going on. I don't think you, I don't think that would have come across all that well if it was a demon and the, the face was all CGI'd. I can see that. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Again and and again, I I can't get a. I said it on on Twitter as well that the actress Gwendolyn Christie that played Lucifer, she did such a great job. I I, I like they could they could have had her just narrating the whole story, and I would have been happy. <laughs> it's funny because I I started watching Game of Thrones all over again, so it's just like I'm just seeing her. Mm-hmm. The the season I'm watching is, is is Brianna the whole time. It's like yeah, yeah. I go from Sandman to Game of, Game of Thrones, and she's there. <laughs> you got a whole she's bunch there. of Gwendolyn Christie. Throw on Star yeah. Wars. She played Captain Phasma in a couple movies. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's per- that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, that's all I had. Did you have any? So, well, did you watch? You said you watched the bonus episode, right? The Night of a oh, Thousand yeah. Cats, and I'm just Last still going to keep saying Calliope, just because it's funny to me. Um, right. <laughs> Night of a Thousand Cats and Calliope. Mm-hmm. And you you've read those as well. And mm-hmm. how did you feel about those? I wish they had picked a different animal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it had been a dog, so I can see the dog years. <laughs> oh, so so I didn't care, I didn't care about not a cat person. I didn't care about the cats at all. <laughs> Even when I go back and listen to the book, I fast forward to Calliope. I didn't care about the cats at all. <laughs> I did. But <laughs> well, myself, well, so they swapped them in the series. In the book, you get the the Calliope story first. Yes. And then Night of a Thousand Cats. Yeah. And also in the book, the artist had switched between volume two and volume three. So you get a sort of different Morpheus in this book. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think they did a fantastic job on night of a thousand cats. I love the style of animation that they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this, I think it's an interesting story with, you know, the cats, you know, being bigger than us at one point and yeah. we're the, we're the to- we're the pets, we're the playthings. Yeah. I think it's an interesting story. It's imaginative. Um, and I love how it ends in the series. Where they're like, oh, it's so cute. This little kitten's just having yeah. a dream. Yeah. But that cat is dreaming of eating you. Yeah. And the jaw snaps shut right at the end. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I, I appreciated the visual, but I, at the same time, I didn't care. <laughs> I just wanted a dog. <laughs> Where are the dogs and the birds at, man? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I. I, I mean, when I first read it, I did. I really did enjoy. It. I thought that was pretty cool. Just as you know, because you could imagine that that cats at one mm-hmm. time were these big, you know, ten feet, well, what twenty feet tall cats, and then the humans were the servers and you right. know getting their food. Yeah, I, I, I totally. Them. Yeah, I, I, I totally digged it. I, I love that. Just didn't care for the, the series. <laughs> I was just like, uh, they could have instead of. So yeah, the, the, that's where I would have like I would have had liked seeing Nada, you know, right there instead of seeing the mm-hmm. Thousand Cats, you know. That's why, you know, we could have seen more Unity Kincaid, 
we could have seen more Gilbert. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt like, you know, eh. And then they and then they kind of, you know, they did it that half and half with Calliope. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I just I didn't I'm sorry. Liked, <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I, I liked the Calliope story. So as far as volume three goes, there's two other stories in volume three. Um, okay. There's like a Shakespearean story, the Midnight Summer's Dream and Facade, which is terrifying. That's uh, the, the Mad Hattie one. Um, at least I think that's who that was in that story. But that book is quite startling. But um, Calliope, I, I really like the story. Again, you're seeing different facets of humanity with, you know, this guy just wanting to come up with one novel. He just mm-hmm. needs help with getting that one novel written because he mm-hmm. wrote one and got this brief fame and now he wants to recapture that. And then he gets his hands on Calliope, a muse, and he starts just churning it out, churning it out, and he never he he gets greedy and he keeps her. Yeah. And yeah. uh the story unfolds from there. And uh I, I liked it in the book. The book had <laughs> for anyone who has watched the series and you said you watched it too, the part where they show him in the stairwell where he was writing with his fingers. Yeah. That was haunting. <laughs> and in the book it is it is even more so. The 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 imagery of his hands will never leave my mind, unfortunately. It 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 seems like the 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 message in this book is greed it will, will be your downfall. Right. Because everybody who had that that greed, they lost it. They lost everything. Mm-hmm. They they weren't with content with what they had. They had to have more. And even eventually our um our yearly friend, he bounced back from it, but there was a year he got really greedy. Yeah. And the next year you see him and he's all in tattered rags. He yeah. almost gets kicked out of the little pub. Yeah. 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 Greed was the big message in, in, in this in this in the whole story. There's quite a few morals. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm I, I guess because, you know, it's you know, we know it's DC world because of certain characters. You have your Babel, and you get your you get your Greek mythology. So pretty much, there's a little bit of all that in this, you know. Yes. But it it it, it definitely stands out. It definitely stands out, you know. Yes. So I, I I appreciated that. I really did. I'm excited to see where it goes. I've been f- like when I get one of the books, I fly through it in like a matter of a couple of days. Volume three was only four stories, where the rest of them are like six, seven, eight. Um, okay. But volume th- volume three, I finished it, and I thought I missed something. I went back, and I was like, there's no way I already finished that whole book. But no, I flipped back through again. I'm like, oh, it's only four stories. Okay. You said something about Mad Hattie. Is Mad Hattie... Mad Hattie's not the one with the face thing, is it? That's what I was just trying to check. I thought it was, because that was a story. That's Facade, the story I was talking about. That Mad um, Hattie and Death? Oh, yeah. and So it, it might be a different character. In Okay. In okay. Um, Facade, it's another appearance of Death, who one of everyone's favorite characters so quirky not at all what you would expect drawing of death mm-hmm. and um she's calling her rainy yes okay so it okay rainy okay i did like that one yeah that story is terrifying the the artwork is i don't know why i keep flipping through it i'm gonna uh, that's I might, gonna give I'm, me nightmares I'm, 
I'm going to have to probably break down and go ahead and get these graphic novels. I like to look at and sort of break down when I'm reading a graphic novel. I really like the art that I'm looking at. And the art in these stories is some of the panels are just absolutely beautiful. And some of them are nightmarish, but still drawn so amazingly. Okay. Okay. And, um, and I like being able to going through the volumes. I like being able to see the changes in the characters from the different artists. Okay. So like halfway through volume one, the artist changes and you see a difference in Morpheus. Okay. And then again, from volume two to volume three is another artist and you see the change again. Oh, but it, okay. it's a really, it's really interesting. Okay. Okay. That's dope. I like that. Yeah, my all everything that I visualized was was with my imagination. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting his ham to look like an elephant tusk. Like yeah, I, <laughs> even even like, looking at it, I was like, "What am I looking at?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, this, "This is what I came up with for the for the master of dream is 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 a elephant tusk." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah, even looking at it, I still was confused. Like, that's not what I would think. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah. But and and to be fair, um, so if your lovely wife hears this, I don't encourage anyone to go out and spend their money on books. I just <laughs> encourage people to read. <laughs> I've been getting my volumes from the library. <laughs> well, because I do I do audible book, so I get a free book every month. Yeah. So I don't the the two when Sandman two came out, I was able to pre order it. So when it okay. you know, when it dropped, I, I got it for free. So Nice. So that that was a cool thing, but I I, I did kind of like go through my Kindle and I was kind of like, oh man, this is this is pretty dope. You know, I was watching, looking at the panels, like you was explaining. I was like, this is this is pretty dope. But the way that Neil narrated and the way that the cast acted it out, it was it was very visual. It was still very visual. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Like. When I went to go watch the series, I was like, "Okay, this is this is like it." I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Yeah, you know. So, but it it was, but I, I can see what you're saying with the, with the panels because the book is dark. I mean, dark. Mm-hmm. I was expecting hell to look like Dante's ninth circle <laughs> the of ninth circle yeah <laughs> i will that's what i was expecting like it's gonna be dark it's gonna look like uh oh uh, what what's harshal like circle seven or eight or something like that in dante's inferno yeah. that's what i was expecting and i was like it's kind of it's a little bright ain't it <laughs> it's, a little, <laughs> it's a little bright for it's a little bright for hell but but then again that's just what we're used to we're, we're told that hell is dark and you know right grim looking and stuff but i was like it's kind of bright outside got trees and (laughs) birds flying around (laughs) it was definitely dope i liked it recording for the first volume for review when i read it and Mm -hmm. the 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 palace of lucifer is i don't even know what i was expecting but what was drawn is odd yeah. i was like this needs a warning this needs some sort of warning about it if you see it i don't know why but it does yeah yeah it, um, it was it was totally different listening you like that's a good thing about reading you mm-hmm. when you don't know what you're looking at you mm-hmm. like you're coming up with it on your own and you almost create a story on your own in your head yeah yeah and i did i did i, I like think i was I, 
I think I read it twice. Like as soon as I got done, I went back and did it again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think eventually I might go ahead and buy them, but for now, for the purposes of this, I'm just getting them from the library as I go through them. I looked up the price for the whole. Um, don't ask me why, John. I just I was looking <laughs> for the whole set, and I was like, man, that's a lot of money <laughs> for the do whole. Them, but do, for, do for, wanna, for the whole set, yeah. There's um, they just came out with recently. I think three like leather bound. Mm-hmm. Like they call them like omnibus, I think. Mm-hmm. So just get one at a time. Just, just do it a little at a time. <laughs> if, if, if I if I do, I, I definitely will. No, yeah. if, if if I do, and then I I mean the Kindle, the Kindle you no know, still has the panels and stuff too. Yeah. So and if you get like if you do like the uh, Kindle subscription, it's actually free, kind of like um, Audible. Oh okay. And actually, like, if you if you have a Kindle, um, if you have any sort of tablet, you can do uh, if you go if you have a library card or you just go get one at mm-hmm. your local library, you can use different applications. Applications? What am I? Ninety? You can use different apps, and um, <laughs> and you can you can borrow library books digitally, right. so you could you could see them that way, and it I wouldn't mean, cost anything. That is what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> right, but who says applications? It was this way that you corrected yourself, like, well, no, John, that, that's what it's called. <laughs> On a tablet, you could use, like, um, I think there's a few different ones. It's like Libby and Hoopla, and I have them both, uh, but okay. I, I only use my phone, and I'm not about to look at a graphic novel on my phone. I, I actually, I think I have Libby on my tablet. I just never used it. So, like, y'all like, so the, do y'all have, like, big city libraries? I'm guessing, and um, you're in, my, you're in, just, you're in Boston, right? I am very south of Boston. Um, okay. I, wor- I work near the city, but I am very south of Boston. Okay. See, like, I would probably have to go, like, downtown to like our really big library to even maybe try to get something like the Sandman. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, or I, I, yeah, I'll probably either that or I'll just, yeah, be better off just ordering it, to be honest, because by the time it gets transferred from a different branch from a different state or city, you know, yeah, it might not, might not even be worth it. I don't know. I mean, unless it's something like this, Knowing how good it is, I'm like, yeah, it it'll it'll been worth buying it, you know. Right. No, right. Yeah, out. that's how I'm looking at it right now. Like, I'm I'm three volumes in, and I'll get the fourth one this week. And after like four or five, I'm I'm like, you know, this is gonna be good enough to own. <laughs> right. Right. Did did I did I ever send you the picture of my of the PDF of the audio audio book? You you told me you had it, but I had, I had already been reading them. I think. Okay, um, so I I don't think you ever sent it. Okay, because I was gonna like show you like the order of like how they went, because I didn't I wasn't sure I, I spent a lot of, like I, that's what I said I think I might have over prepared for the show because I was like well he says here but in the audio book it's I'm here because mm-hmm. you, you said like dollhouse like in dollhouse that's like chapter like nine or ten in the audio book. Yes. 
So it's like far, far, far. And I was like, well, I don't, you know, but it, it took me a while. And that's how I ended up looking at all the different uh, bundles and Kindle and stuff. Cause I was trying to figure out uh, where to uh, start. Sort of, they, they sort of like lump a lot of, a lot of issues together. So right. Doll's House starts on issue nine or 10 or whatever. Okay. But volume one is like issues one through eight. And then okay. volume two is nine through 16. Okay. So that was why Dollhouse is volume two. Okay. Because I, I had read that Neil had actually said that the series was more aligned with the audio book than it was with the graphic novel. Oh, okay. So I was, that's why I was, I was worried. I was like, man, I hope I'm getting the right, <laughs> the right stuff. You know, I don't want to, you know, jump too far ahead of you, you know, right. if you hadn't already had, you know, read it or whatnot. Um, so I guess before we finish up, I know it's your show before we finish up, uh, <laughs> uh this is Willie Porter, host of Sense of Shelf podcast. <laughs> uh, so what was your thoughts about, um, Calliope? Uh, I liked both. Um, okay. the, the, the art in the book was much more haunting than what you see in the show. Mm-hmm. but but both were really good there's some slight changes obviously from the book to the show as we've seen mm-hmm. all throughout the series so far with, with like how he gets the the, the zoar I, I never know how to pronounce that word um mm-hmm. he he gets it from like the young medical student in the show and in the in the book it's just another white guy right right um, so there's some slight changes to it but um but it's good and again we see it's it's again an example of Morpheus and his journey to be more human, mm-hmm. where before you get the feeling that he never would have. And and the the what are the three women? The Hecate, the yeah. three, we, um, the three, the say, one, the one and three. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and anyway, it's it's written when <laughs> when they talk about it, um, they say as much. They're like he he would never bother. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you see him show up and and help um, Calliope, mm-hmm. which again, you know him, him slowly knowing what it is to be human and you know being forgiving and stuff like that. I, I like I like those stories stand out to me more than some of the other ones where you see the you see humanity basically. That's why I like the sound of her wings, mm-hmm. or the story where he he meets that person every year, and he mm-hmm. comes to and he he realizes that he is a friend. <laughs> I like I like those stories, and so that's why I liked Calliope uh, more than some of the other ones. The death interaction in Sandman. You know the um, of course there's a lot of changes in that. You know the uh, the park scene. I like a beach or a lake or something. Yeah, it's it's like a. It's weird. It's it's like a fountain, but it it's also it seems like a park that's adjacent yeah. to a beach. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, in the book, it's it's a kid playing soccer. Right. But that like that human you know interaction, and then the 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 old man. Uh, yes. The old man playing the violin. Yeah. That I thought that was. That was. That was very neat because he's yeah. playing. The, he's playing the song it, like he knew it was going to be his last song, right? 
You know what I mean? So, and then death, death is more in tune with humanity than, than dream, which is, I guess it kind of makes sense, don't it? Because she's death. Yes. And it's also explained <laughs> now, now you, in the story, I don't, is it explained as well in the show? I honestly can't remember now how once a century she, she walks as a human and interacts with people, not as death, but as a human. So she can, you know, know and interact and know what it's like to be human and, and feel those things of the people she's helping along the way. Yeah. I remember it more in the book than I do in the series. Yeah, me too. What what, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was trying to help him understand humanity more, you know, uh, Cause then, cause she kind of, I think her last part is her and Rainy. Yeah, that's the very last part of the of where I am, Volume Three. Okay, Death and Rainy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that's, I I like that one. I liked it. I would have had I would I would have loved had seen it in the series. I'm sure I'm sure we'll get it soon. Yeah. I mean, it would be the lo- next logical progression as far as the story goes. Just going by the issue, like, so the show does sort of go in order with the graphic novels or with the, with the issues. So in the, in volume three, the stories go Calliope, Night of a Thousand Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. some, that Shakespearean play the where it's actually William Shakespeare and they're performing for death and the demons. Yeah. And then after that, it's Facade, which is I- the one with Rainey. I don't know why I still have Unity Kincaid, the Vortex, and Rose in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> and I think, I guess because it bothers me. <laughs> I think it bothers me. I, I, I think it, yeah, it bothers me a little bit, John. <laughs> but I will, I will say, I, what I, one thing I do appreciate in the series, and I think it would have been too much, is the sexual assault that takes place in the, you know, in the book, the, in the, in the, in the stories. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they, I'm glad they did take that out. Cause that would have been too much. Yeah. It does. They, they do a good job of watering down certain parts. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's in Calliope and even in the nightmare fuel, that is the, the serial convention. Mm-hmm. It's, it's scary, but it's more like a psychological Mm-hmm. scare than mm-hmm. than really knowing what's going to and what could happen yeah yeah i agree but uh yeah that's that's all i got john i'll just yeah. stop him by i'll just stop him by to see what you was up to all right i, ain't, <laughs> I, I appreciate ain't it <laughs> i ain't want nothing <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome just come knocking on the door anytime right <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you, you, I'm to blame for you getting the Lord of the Rings. Have you, where have you started making your way through? How do you feel about it? So, oh, you said you didn't like the singing. Um, but, um, but where are you? I think I made it to like chapter three or four in Two Towers. Okay. Uh, fair warning. Uh, my good friend Ben does not like the Two Towers at all. Uh, I'm, I'm okay I, with it. I understand. <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> Ben, this is Willie speaking to you. I completely understand. By the time I got to the fifth song, I was like, come on, man. Stop. 
yeah, I I completely I agree with Ben. It, it's when when did I start that book? I started that book like a month ago, and I haven't even turned it back on yet. I was like, because I. It, <laughs> There's I'm a lot a fi- of just walking. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna finish it, but dang on it, it's gonna have to be like some real downtime. <laughs> okay, we gotta get another pandemic going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another one. Yeah. No, let's not let's not speak that into any power. Right. right. Um Yo, I just wanted to I just wanted an update on that. Um so Willie, um mm-hmm. it was a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate you stopping by. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you and your wife and subscribe and follow all your socials, all that stuff. All right. Thank you. Hey, Kings of Queens. You can find us at the thing about us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, any audio uh, platform we're we're on it we're on it we're we're we're, we're even on uh audible to believe it <laughs> we're, we're even on audible so nice i mean um yeah that i think that's it yeah that's it i mean we we got facebook but you know i get more traffic is you no know, twitter and instagram um i handle all the social accounts feed she just shows up that's all she does she, <laughs> She just shows up and just and just gives me crap. That's what she does. So, <laughs> but I I love it. Uh, you no, think to the thing about us and go follow and all that stuff. Uh, go support them. I love the show. I have since I discovered it. I've been. We started talking almost right away. Yeah, I began, we did. I, I was I was a fan the second I found you guys. And um, like I said, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear a married couple being open and honest with each other. Um, mm-hmm. You don't get that a lot, especially in media. Mm-hmm. You mo- you just get like stereotypes, <laughs> right? Right, um, right. So it's it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear you guys catch up and and check each other when you do. Right, right. It's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can picture the I can picture the looks coming from the other side of the table. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and that that's one thing that I tell her when we did it. I don't want to do like no celebrity talks. Like I want to just do just like what people actually talk about in a marriage and what, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and what you go through. I mean, that we don't want to give out too much, you know, privacy, but you know, some of the, some of this is good conversation. No, that it definitely is. It, it's all, it's people, good, it is a very good conversation. Yeah. That some people don't have, especially men. Cause last time it's hard for men to have those, you know, lines of communication with their wife to open up and, you know, let them know what's, what's on their mind and how they feel. Yeah, for sure. Very, very important. But I I do appreciate you having me on because as soon as I seen you you post that tweet, I was like, I'm in there. I was all in your DMs. (laughs) (laughs) You see, you slid right in. (laughs) Slid right over there. It's like, Hey, Hey, over here, over here. I got no, you. I, I appreciate it. And you're welcome. Anytime you want to talk about something, um, it looks like we'll have a deep well to, to go back to with the Sandman. So mm-hmm. you're welcome anytime. And mm-hmm. I extend that to anyone listening. If there's a book you want to talk about, please get in touch with me. I I mentioned earlier, I recorded with the Fandalorians and um, they have three hosts and I've already, I've already had one of them on my show. 
And mm-hmm. as I was talking and we were recording, the other two were like, oh, I want to talk about this. I'll be on and I'll talk about this. <laughs> I said, all right, just email me. Anyone's welcome. Dope. I love it. I love it. So you guys heard all of Mr. Willie Porter's socials, The Thing About Us, on Twitter, Instagram, um, all of those, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And everyone knows my information, the same thing. Sense of Shelf Pod on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I don't know why I went in that order when Twitter is the more important one. <laughs> but there you go. Um, <laughs> and again, available on all podcast platforms. And if you'd like to support in a monetary fashion, I'm on Kofi and Buy Me a Coffee. But I appreciate any listen and retweets and all that stuff. And Willie, again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank this you, was Pete. a lot of fun. Yep. I look forward to hopefully doing it again sometime. Yes. And we're, we're deaf. Um, I've already told Fida I'm, I'm going to have you on the, we're going to have, we're going to be on the show. So okay. we're going to have, we're going to do a relationship episode. All right. So leave your books, leave, leave your books. And we're going <laughs> to talk about some relationship stuff. All right. Well, no, I'll have one tucked under my laptop just so it's nearby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't be too far. <laughs> right, right. I got you. All right. Well, thank you, sir. And yes, sir. my recording cut me off a little early and I wasn't able to do my sign off. As always, be safe, read a book and God bless. Thank you.